Welcome to One for the Table. I am your host with the most, Kim Chi. And I am John Kang. So, John. Yes, Kim. Why do you look so out of breath and tired already? Am I not? I'm not out of breath and tired. I'm, no. I'm totally fine. Well, I did just run up and down the stairs so I could get this iced coffee. Oh, uh, iced coffee? Mm-hmm. You're drinking iced coffee? Well, we didn't have time enough for me to make an actual cup of coffee, so I have emergency iced coffee in my fridge for, like, when I just really need energy. Times are changing, because I'm drinking hot coffee right now, and you're drinking iced coffee. Oh, my gosh. What's the weather like in L.A. right now that you're drinking hot coffee? Oh, pretty chilly today. It's cloudy yeah. out. Yeah. It's like 50. It's 60 to 64 degrees in Michigan right now. Let's see. In LA, it is. When you have like so many apps, like it takes you so long to find that one app that you haven't used in a while. 67 degrees. That is such an LA thing to say, where it's just like, we don't know. We don't know what the weather is. We just know. <laughs> It's just always 70 degrees because it's L.A. We don't look at the apps. Sometimes it goes down to 55 at night. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Michigan, it's like these next 10 minutes is going to be 64 degrees and raining. But then the next 10, we're going to be like zero and snowing. Uh-huh. And it's July. And then randomly, it's going to be like 80 degrees and like humid. Oof. Yeah. But humidity keeps you young, which is good. Yeah, humidity also keeps you miserable. No, it doesn't. I I actually like I actually like it. I grew up in Hong Kong, so I actually like a little bit of moisture. Um, I I like the fact that jeans never feel fully dry. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> it's so gross. Like when I was in Asia in the summertime, oh my god, I literally felt like I was like underwater the entire time. Oh god, and then even in a hotel room, which is like nicely air conditioned, I would lay in the bed and I'd be like, everything feels moist. Like yeah. including the walls. Just 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 everything house, is damp, especially if you have like the air conditioning on uh-huh. and like everything is all condensed. Like the condensation is ridiculous. The worst part about it is nobody has a dryer in Hong Kong because they only they have no space. So they only have washing machines and they hang dry all the clothes. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Your clothes aren't gonna be dry when you're hanging them out in like 90% humidity. That's why you're like, that's why everybody, that's why like people smell musty. In Hong Kong, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. We're oh, just all just a tiny. You just call it Hong Kong people musty. Uh, I said we, we are. We're all a little musty because we're all wow, just we a tiny to generalize bit wet. All Hong Kong people. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to Hong Kong and I thought they smelled great. Uh, <laughs> Is this the part where we talk about your self-loading and your <laughs> trauma putting me under the bus? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is anyways. This let is it a, be known this is the Hong podcast thing is Hong Kong people are musty. I think I think everyone's just a little bit too damp over there because we hang dry all our clothes and yeah, the humidity do be high. Unless we're inside and it's air conditioning and it's freezing. Humidity also sucks for um drag queens because um the humidity kills like the um hairspray in the wig, so then you're wig like feels damp and like the teases feel sticky like the hairspray in it mm. i know that's really like, weirdly specific and it's something like if you're not a drag queen you're not going to relate to it messes up your aquanet yeah i guess it would help that it's like i guess does it make any difference if the hair is synthetic versus real hair for humidity 
Uh, it's completely different because um, human hair, basically, um, every time you wear it, it needs to be heat styled. Mm-hmm. Which is why you see like so many terrible drag queens in expensive human hair wigs, but they don't know how to style it. So they just like wet it for like that wet hair look because they don't know how to style mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and then like when you also like wet it, there's like a trick to it. You have to put like a gel in it, you know, like to keep it like looking wet. But a lot of them literally just wet it. So then 10 minutes later, it dries out and it gets frizzy. For, yeah. So like when you like look at like drag con photos of like a lot of these like drag queens wearing human hair that went for the wet look. Most of the photos, like, they they have, like, flat, frizzy hair. I, so, that doesn't make sense yeah. to me, because it's like, y'all have hair, and y'all sell your own hair out of drag. Doesn't it, like, follow that, you know, you know how to... Queens, um, like, they love, like, the idea of, like, telling people, like, oh, this, like, this, my wig is human. And, you know, like, they love to feel, like, they love to feel the fantasy of wearing, like, human hair wig. Except they don't know how to style it or take care of it. Like the only person, uh, I mean, there's there are queens like that knows how to do it like really well, like Roxy and Drew and Plastic Tierra. Like mm-hmm. they first of all, their hair looks like it's growing out of them, and yeah, they he style it every time. So even no matter how long it is, it's like flowing in the wind, like beautiful goddess. And then there are some queens who just like follow the trend of like whatever everyone else is doing, and then they have like this flat, ugly human hair wig that's like frizzy, trying to feel their fantasy. And I'm like, just wear a synthetic like styled wig, you know? Like you don't know what you're doing. Clearly, it, it's so weird to me. To well, it's not weird to me to think about, but like I can't wrap my head around it. Where how long do wigs last when you like take care of them? Because they seem like such delicate things. Synthetic wigs or um, human? Either or. Um, they have completely different like maintenance things. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you take care of your wigs, both can last forever. Um, huh. like like big sculpted like synthetic wigs. Um, if you take care of it, you keep it in the hairnet. Um, you keep like the head on there. Um, yeah, it can literally like last forever, and then. You can always get it, like, freestyled, too, where they, like, wash the hair, um, like, brush it out, um, like, reset the curls, restyle it. And same with human hair wigs, too. Then you have to, like, condition it, wash it. Yeah. Um, like, recolor it. Because when I just think of hair, I just think of, like, really delicate strands that can, like, break really easily. But then, like, a wig is, like, hair that is sewn through, like, a mesh thing. So it just, mm-hmm. like, seems like, oh, wouldn't that break? So, like, wouldn't that break and just not travel well but i don't know it is just now when you travel with wigs, that's a different story um traveling with like big sculpted synthetic wigs um mm. can only get you very far unless like mm-hmm. like um miss cracker she always looks pristine with her synthetic human hair wigs because she knows how to like style it and take care of it mm-hmm. um and it's just it's just a matter of your skill set you know like some queens are just really good at hair and they don't they know exactly how to take care of it. Some queens don't care. They'll wear it like a couple times and just get like a new wig made. Just keep getting new wigs made. Hmm. Yeah, all just, right. It all depends on like, yeah, it all depends on the queen. Yeah. What was this episode supposed to be about? About us and our lives, the days of our lives. Oh, that's right. 
No, but really. <laughs> have you um eaten anything cool this weekend? Uh well, I mean, it's cool. Um, <laughs> yes, okay, good, I good, made. Good. <laughs> so I did over the past over the weekend. I I filmed a bunch of content for YouTube, mm-hmm. and so I did four like a whole month's worth of long form videos on Sunday, which awesome. means I missed out on Detroit Pride. I wasn't <gasps> able to go to Detroit Pride. I know, I John. Know. John, I know. First homophobic thing I've said. Today. No, it's not the first one we've said. <laughs> today. Today. I said yes, today. Today. Um, sadly, I was not able to go. You know, it's really important to show up and show out at times like these, you know, where we're being <laughs> oppressed and eradicated by like the right wing. But Fun fact, I was at the first Detroit Pride as well as the second and third. So... And most of the subsequent ones after that. And then they kind of like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to spill tea on that on that organization right now. But you know what's more important than just showing up the first time? Consistency. <laughs> True. The True. battle for our community never ends, John. It it is is <laughs> it is everlasting and super tiring. That is that is very true. Um, I was in um, L.A. parade this weekend. I saw, and Butter was in the car too. That was so cute. Oh uh, yeah, I was like, I was just gonna go by myself, but then I was like, you know what? Like, it's outside, and I'm gonna be in a car the entire time. Like, why don't I just bring Butter? Yeah, and I think Butter at the time of his life, he looked like he was like he... overly stimulated because there's so many people, there's so many yeah. like, crowds, so many things to look at. So like, when we got home that night, he like passed out like completely. He looked like he was having so much fun, though. Yeah, Pride Parade is one of those things, like, initially I'm like, ugh. Like, it's the idea of it, just because, like, I have to wake up so early, and then I have to get ready. But yeah. then I, like, think to myself, like, it is such a privilege that I even get to, like, be in the parade. Yeah, And then once true. I actually get there and see everybody, like, cheering and screaming and, like, a lot of people telling me, like, oh, this is, like, the first, like, parade I've ever been to. Like, this is so cool. I think to myself, or like I think of myself like back when I was like 19 and I went to Chicago like Pride for the first time, like the parade, and mm. then I saw so many people in the streets and I was like, wow, like I'm not alone. As cheesy as it sounds, like there's so many people like who supports like my community and like who I am and like that's like really reassuring and I'm sure it was that way for like a lot of people like in the crowd or people like in the parade too. It's true. I mean, I remember uh, one, my friend Joe, uh, Joe Posh, he actually was doing little like on his Instagram short stories, showing photos of like the first Detroit Pride, which again is probably like less than 10 years ago. And then like Detroit Pride now. And like the first Detroit Pride was like our parade, our Pride Parade was like two blocks downtown off of the side. And there were people like power washing the sidewalks during the parade. Like they didn't stop anything or hold up anything in the city for pride. And then he showed like some people and then he showed some photos of like the pride march now and all of downtown was shut down and people like there were tons and tons of people there, um, supporters of all kinds. It was super, super diverse and it's beautiful. And the people like the crowds there were just so, so many people. It was so beautiful. Like this, the, 
the change happens over time and it's super real and it is super meaningful to a lot of people, especially a lot of the people that are there for the first time. So it's so easy, I guess, for us as like, you know, old people um, well, to like be a little- yourself, like, don't call me old. You're old. I'm just you're getting old. started. My life you're just getting, has just begun. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're still of the, um, <laughs> you're a logo queen. <laughs> All right, Mister. <laughs> you know you're about to be in the forty age bracket. I am about to be in the forty age bracket. I tell people I'm forty now. Damn. I mean, you sure look it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. But yeah, it's easy for us to get jaded with the whole like pride. I guess. I think we're um, because we're like we're both like introverts, you know. We're like, oh, yeah. crowd. It's true. <laughs> it's like true. Our initial reaction to everything. Will there be crowd? <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> but like, I Chicago was also my first experience being in a big city for Pride, and I still remember like the magic of it and how amazing mm-hmm. that it was to see all those people. So, yeah. But that is that is just a long way for us to say like I was not able to go this year because I had to work. Um, but I did cook some really cool things. I made a bunch of ginger scallion oil for a video. And that out of that, I made ginger scallion noodles. And then I fried an egg in ginger scallion oil and swirled it around so that all of the ginger and the scallions fried into the egg. That mm. was really good. What else did I make? It was kind of like a blur. Oh, I made a video where I taught people how to make three different kinds of pickles. Uh, mm. Pickled mustard seeds, Pickled red onions, super easy. Pickled red onions and quick pickled cucumbers. So one takes five minutes, one takes an hour, one takes over, one is done overnight. It's delicious. And oh, we did a, like a Taylor Swift episode where, in honor, because Taylor Swift was like in town that day or the day before uh, for her concert. Do you know she makes $9 million a concert? I believe it. I that mean, is okay, wild. first of all, that girl sells out a stadium and the tickets yeah, are like, like ridiculous yeah. price. And not to mention the merch on top of that. Right? And like these, you know, like it's like $50 shirts and things like yeah. that, you know? And wild. most everybody buys one. Yeah. I mean, girl can get it. I'm not, I'm not saying that she, oh, no, no, she no, doesn't. I mean, like, $9 million like, that's a three hour concert. She, and three hour know, concert twice a week. And she also wears like good outfits, but like she does her production value compared to like let's say like Lady Gaga or Beyonce or something is like relatively is low it? too, you know, because people yeah. just want to see her with a guitar and yeah, you know, just with a mic. I actually saw a TikTok talking, uh, showing like this cool technology that they were using at the Taylor Swift concert. So do you know how all those people were wearing like bracelets with lights on them, and they were changed color, and they would make like hearts out of people in the stadiums and stuff like that but it's just like the bracelets were just reacting to like infrared uh kind of like flashlights off on the top of the stadiums going around so like if these spotlights made of infrared light hits you with the bracelet at a certain angle so it would it would just like project a shape onto you and only the bracelets would react it was like it was super cool wow. um they know how to get yeah. your money, making all these cool they things. They sure do. They sure do. Uh, but anyways, uh, her favorite food is chicken tenders. So I made a chicken tenders episode. 
She would. She would. She would. Her favorite food would be chicken tenders. And you know what? I'll put her favorite lunch in a salad, a chicken salad. Uh, like, like an actual, like, you know, not what she tells the media, but like what she would order for herself, like lunch every day. Probably chicken, chicken tenders salad. and a salad. Chicken tenders and a salad. Oh, and for breakfast, probably it's like oatmeal or cereal. I would say, no, she's an overnight oats. She would eat overnight oats. Oh, yeah. She's an overnight oats girl. But um, I will say, like, if you're a person who tours a lot and you go to a lot of hotels, Oftentimes, some of the best chicken tenders you'll ever have in your life is from room service at a hotel. There is something about hotel room service chicken tenders that are so, so, so good. Better than like a burger. It hits their late night menu, hotel late room service late night menus, the chicken tenders. Always good. You know, chicken tenders are one of those things like I'll eat it if it's there. Mm -hmm. I never actually ordered it myself ever. I mean, unless I'm at like Popeyes and I'm like, and I'm trying to order something like that I can eat without like using a lot oh. of napkins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Try not to get your hands dirty too much. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I can, I can see that. Um, because chicken tenders are like because um, I when I used to work at the um hotel fine dining, mm-hmm. um, our kitchen would take care of like the room service for like the hotel too because it was like the only kitchen in the hotel. Yeah. And, Grilled cheese and chicken tenders were like the easiest things to make for like an overnight staff. So yeah, and grilled cheeses hit pretty pretty hard at a late night room service menu too. Yeah, mm. the thing with room service is you know like as soon as you like call for it, they'll tell you oh it'll be there in an hour. Yeah, you know usually like minimum. Yeah, um, and if I'm gonna wait for an hour or something, you might as well go get, get something on Postmates or something. Right. Because um, when you order, like, I don't know. First of all, like, everything in the room service menu is really expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, a burger in average is, like, $30. Chicken tenders would be, yes. like, $20. A pasta Plus would be $30. Plus tip. Uh, room delivery, like, room service fee. fee. Um, Usually, like, 9 to $19. Yeah, so that, like, $30 burger ends up becoming, like, $50 burger before yeah. tip. Yeah, it's true. And at that point, I was like, I could have just gotten Postmates, like, fast food for, like, $20. Mm. You know? Yeah. So, I personally, like, don't offer room service a lot, but I know some hotels have amazing room service. Yeah. But I've just never found it to be, like, more convenient. Because then also, they come into your room. Oh, no, I just take the tray. I'm just like, it's fine. I already, like, cleared the table for myself. I get room service because if you book through, like, American... If you book your hotel through, mm-hmm. like, American Express, like, their platinum service or whatnot, if you do it through their website, you oftentimes get, like, $70. I think... I can't remember. Some of them offer you, like, up to, like, 30 or 40 bucks a day for complimentary spend on room service. Oh. Some of them go up to like $70. I remember this because mm-hmm. I booked um, a room. When I stayed at the Equinox, I booked through American Express. And I was like, I had, I was doing the math on my phone. I was like, what can I order here every day for breakfast that won't go off the, over the complimentary thing? 
and like it was like a smoothie and an oat an overnight oats bowl, which you know Equinox Hotel they were both delicious, but mm-hmm. like you could also like have it scheduled to just like wait for you after you wake up in the morning at seven o'clock. It's that was really nice, mm-hmm. and I didn't really like it was included. I think my favorite room service story was um I think it was it was Diplo. Um, <laughs> what he was on Jesse Ware's podcast, and he was talking about how he he gets like two thousand dollar like room service credit but from who? For, I don't know, but he apparently like he like doesn't have like time to like use it or whatever. So yeah. then, when he goes to these hotels, he will just get like caviar and just like take the caviar with him. I would too. Damn, I would too. I was like, <laughs> that is some rich people stuff. That is, <laughs> but also and like. I appreciate him getting his money's worth, no matter how rich he is. <laughs> right, right. Because, like, you know, I'd, I'd send it home overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bring it on a plane, just, like, whip it out and say, you have some crackers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be such a baller move to, like, be on the plane and open up your own tin of caviar. How would you explain that through tr- security? Would they? Could you get caviar through security? Um, maybe you might have issues if you're flying like overseas, but like domestic, they're not gonna care. Probably not. It's not a liquid. Not. True, but like, would I guess if you opened it, if you opened it, because it would just be a metal tin in in your, the X-ray. Anyways, oh, sorry, I didn't realize this. it, but you can bring bottled water through TSA by freezing it because it's not technically a liquid. No, apparently that you can totally do that. Oh. Because yeah. it just doesn't register in the x-ray as a liquid? Or what? Yeah, well, I was, like, flying the other day, and I just said, he was like, Mom, the bottle of water is ready. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? And then she asked me, like, oh, do you want a water, too? Like, I brought several. And I was like, sure. And she handed me, like, a full bottle of, like, Dasani that was, like, frozen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how'd you get these through TSA? And I was like, if you freeze them, they're considered solids, not liquids. And I was like, this is a game changer. That is, that's a hack. Water is, is really expensive in there. Unless you bring like your own like metal container, empty bottle of water. Because they have a lot of water refill stations at airports now. Yeah. But, but still, cool. like if you don't want to carry the metal, oh. turn around. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Good like to that. know. Look at that. Look at us. <laughs> if you want to like, I don't know, bring like soup or whatever over a domestic, freeze it. Yeah. Oh. That 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 would work. Yeah. Huh. What were we talking about before? Oh, chicken tenders. This this came from chicken tenders. This is what mm-hmm. happens when we drink coffee before we record our podcast. We're just we have energy, energy and chaos. Energy, pa pa pa. <laughs> I made chicken tender bow with Taylor Swift, and I topped it with all the pickles that we made. So there was like a, a turnaround or a reference to another video, mm-hmm. and um, oh, I did a steak. With uh, that Thai, the Thai dipping sauce, mm. which I pronounce it properly. One in I, Thai. Yeah, I know. I, I pronounce it properly on the video, but I have since forgotten how to pronounce it. Early stages of dementia. No, it's just me. It's just me. Okay. Effective short term like memory. Like crack sauce that people were calling it on TikTok. Yes, but I don't like calling it that. Yeah, I don't like it either, but... Um, I, mean, I find that to I'm be just, a problematic name. Just to give yeah, me an yeah, idea yeah, of what I, you're but, talking uh, about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's the fish sauce, lime, brown sugar, mm-hmm. uh, the toasted rice, 
Toasted bird's eye chili. Bird's eye. I didn't put chilies in because I didn't have chilies, but I used chili flake. Um, you flaked out of the spice. (laughs) (laughs) That was stupid, but it worked. It did work. Uh, So yeah, I did that, and then you just dipped like, and then I just dipped uh, pieces of rare ribeye into it, and of course. My crew was super happy that they got steak for breakfast. And I did an herb salad. Putting fresh herbs mm-hmm. into your salad mm-hmm. is so good. And people need to do it more. Like, don't even just like, don't just put in like, don't just take your sad little spring mix and just like douse it with the salad, uh, with your whatever dressing you have. Like, mm-hmm. throw some parsley in there. Throw some cilantro in there. Throw some chives. Aromatic, like, you know. Aromatic, like leaves that taste and smell like stuff first and i promise you dill dill is so i i'm not really like i don't use dill a lot but i will put tons of it in a salad just because it adds like dimension to it before you even put in the salad dressing and then you're just like it's so so good he's Um, a five woman i know once quoted spice up your life <laughs> and but who, I was who are they? Of fish sauce. So, actually, growing up, um, our family's like favorite like dipping sauce or like steak or like pork belly and stuff is actually fish sauce too. Yeah, like yeah, crispy like pork belly, like that we will grill. We would just mm. like dip it in the uh, fish sauce and then eat it with like raw garlic or same Yummy. with like steak too. Just dipped in a fish sauce and a chef's kiss. Slightly connected to that. When I was younger, we used to like dip uh, first crispy fried pork belly or crispy roasted pork belly with the skin in sugar. Mm. Yeah. That was just my thing. No, that sounds good. I mean, sugar, like, that like, gives that like caramelization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird, but it, it was almost like a sweet bacon type sensation. Mm. Uh, but what were you going to say before? Oh, I said, speaking of fish sauce and meat, I went to a Thai barbecue pop-up this weekend. Oh. Um, at this place called Ayara Thai. Apparently, they've won, like, James Beard's awards and things. Um, and it's actually right next to, like, LAX Airport. Um, huh. I was like, oh, I didn't know there was, like, this hidden gem here about one of my friends who is Thai. Um she knows, like, all, like, the cool, like, Thai, like, restaurant things, like, popping up, like, all around L.A. Yeah. Um, and the pop-up was in collaboration with this um, celebrity chef named Adam Perry Lang, who's famous oh, I've for... Oh, um, I've heard of this person, yeah. Yeah, I guess the, his barbecue is, like, so good to the point where he's, like, personal barbecue chef for Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, when we got there, there was, like, a long line of people, like, waiting... Um, and then he had like these like giant barbecue. I don't know what do you call them. They're like these like giant smoker barbecue machine things. Hmm. Uh, anyway, that was like in the back yeah. of the yeah. restaurant yeah. in yeah. the parking yeah. lot. Yeah. And he was like showing us, and he was like, he had um, whole barramundi stuffed with Thai curry oh. custard. Oh. Um, giant things of tuna collar. Um, beef short ribs, mm. and then like the whole thing of like pork. Um, and I guess like the meat had like a fish sauce and like like lime, like marinade. 
And then he like took like the hunk of pork and then he just like went in with the tongue and it just like all crumbled apart into like little like shredded pulled pork. Uh, and you could tell drama. that he gen like he genuinely loves like feeding people because he was cutting like huge chunks of like the beef meat and then he was just like passing out to people like waiting in line. He's like, if you haven't come, like, if you haven't tried to meet, come get one right now. And he was like personally like hand feeding them to people. I was like, this is guy, like, who's like doing this because he loves like feeding people, you know? Yeah. Um, and then from the restaurant side, they were making like fresh papaya salad, and they're making mm -hmm. it like spicy and briny, with like tomatoes and like peanuts and all that good stuff. Um, and then when you when you order, um, they'll put like a ton of like jasmine rice, um, different like Thai sauces, like dipping sauce, um, the choice of your meat and like papaya salad, and then ton of like lettuce and like aromatics like cilantro, um, holy basil, parsley. So then you can make like a little like lettuce wrap. Oh, and this is by and the airport. Yeah, the pop up was only for like the weekend, but the restaurant is like open. Oh. But apparently, their like, regular menu is great too. Huh. <laughs> uh, when I nice. say, "Ooh, this is like one of like the best barbecue I've ever had," it's one of the best barbecue I've ever had. Because first, like the fish sauce marinade, oh, really changed the game. Because um, it really like cut through the rich meat really well, and then you dip it in like the additional fish sauce. And then you take like the crisp like lettuces they give you. You put a little bit of rice on there. You put like the juicy fish sauce marinated meat on top. And then you put in literally like that salty, briny, acidic like papaya salad on there. And then you top it with like all the different herbs. And then like you bite into like, the crunch lettuce wrap. And then first you get, like, the freshness from the herbs and then, like, the juicy meat, like, just, like, falling apart in your mouth. And also the barramundi was so juicy as hell. <laughs> like, to me, it was, like, so juicy to the point it almost felt like it was, like, pudding. Oh. Like, fish pudding. Like, it was, like, fish so soft and juicy. Fish pudding. Fish then, pudding, but a good thing. Uh-huh. And then... <laughs> The skin was like crisp, and then inside, like the Thai curry custard was like creamy, with just like subtle notes of like green curry. And then it was inside of it would also like stuffed a lot of cilantro and like dill too. Mm. You're getting this <laughs> <laughs> turning into a sexy audiobook. <laughs> and then the tuna collar. Um, anyone that's never had tuna collar before. It's like grilled tuna, but like the flavor tastes so much more concentrated. Was it the whole one? Yeah. I've got like two of them in my freezer right now. They're oh huge. God. They're like, they're like, they look like boomerangs. How are you going to cook got, them? Um, well, they're frozen. We go to LA to in a couple of days, so I can't do it soon. So when I get back, I'll probably, I'm going to try roasting one of them. And then I'm going to try roasting one in my pizza oven. Okay. And uh, just do like a really, really super flash. Yeah, John is coming to LA and he's not even going to see me this time. Um, I'm going to see you on Monday. You are? Yeah, I'm staying at your house. 
You are on Monday to Tuesday. <laughs> <Maybe you are>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I'm only gonna see you for for one for one day though, unfortunately. I guess. I know, but a week after that, I'll see you for a whole like, week. Friends with like famous people, you know, they just don't have time for you anymore. I'm gonna see you for a full week. I'm staying at your house for a full week at Minor the end of details. the month. Minor details. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break. <laughs> Hi, welcome back. This is the second half of our recording of the podcast. It is called One for the Table with the number one. One mm -hmm. for the table. Um, and yeah, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, we have an Instagram page with the same name. We post like food pics on there. Food pics, not feet pics. Basically what the podcast is about, we just get together and we talk about food and that is it. And now that I figured out how to incorporate doing a TikTok live into our recording of the podcast, I thought, you know, it would be fun to include y'all to come and go, maybe ask us some questions as you please. Yeah. When I look down, I'm looking at my phone screen. Uh, so that is me reading and looking at the live feed. So, Shall Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. cool. I'm kidding, I'm uh, kidding, I'm kidding. I kid, I kid. Mm -hmm. <sighs> uh, Miss Shumai says, my faves. Hi, and... Oh, Miss Shumai, Craigie. she's the... Um, she has a brilliant drag queen. Who did that um, Shen Yun um, look? Have you seen it? <gasps> oh, yes. Are you serious? That is amazing. I am a yeah. fan. Holy crap. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah. If she's still there, love you. Um, Literally, like, I don't think I've ever, like, recovered from that look. So, so cool. Wait, so can you brilliant. see it? Uh, can you see it on your phone right now? Can you see the same? Do you see the same chat? On your phone? Um, I don't have like it on my phone right now because this was charging. Oh, your phone always do be dying. Uh, <laughs> Something about like when you buy like an iPhone cord and if it's not like an official like iPhone cord, uh, it either charges super slow or it stops working after using it twice. Why is that? Um, I buy very specific cords. Well, by the next iPhone, it's not going to matter because they're all going to be USB-C come the next one. But I buy either, um, not iPhone cords, but Anchor, A-N-K-A-R. They aren't that much cheaper, but they're generally like nicer quality. And they do a pretty good job of lasting through. Um, yeah, that's yeah. my answer. Like if you, if you keep buying like the dollar cords on Amazon, then yeah, they're only going to last. I'm not buying dollar cords on Amazon, John Kong. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know your life. I don't. I, I know times have been tough, Kim, for you. For who? It's for you. I'm not the one who's reaching <laughs> forty. It is way past my prime. I am not way past my prime. I am only slightly past my prime. Thank you very much. You're like that ground beef that's like, you know, still red in the inside, but like gray in the outside. <laughs> And you think to yourself, like, is it still good to cook? <laughs> and then you cut it open and the inside is still red. And you're Not like, all right, I guess I'll just, like, 
<laughs> not struggle burger. Oh, okay, fine, fine. I see how it is. I see how it is. I'm not gonna have any problems taking the love of your child away from you next time I visit. I'm just gonna yeah, well, shower. He has no loyalty anyway. He he does not. That is that is my favorite quality about him. Uh, we should actually get started on the podcast, though. Oh, we've been started. Oh, we've, we've been, been started? Did, you didn't even say welcome back, bitch. You I didn't did. say welcome back. I said back. welcome back earlier. I wasn't recording then. Oh, well, welcome back. <laughs> Anyways. You know, the, my favorite... My favorite compliment about the podcast was like that backhanded one that said like, oh, they keep it fresh by changing up their structure every episode. <laughs> really? We just like are chaotic and don't have a plan. Oh, that's not uh, true. I have a plan. You do? Yeah. You want to tell me what it is? By keeping it fresh and new. Okay. <laughs> Uh, just, back just, to barbecue. Don Kong, when will you learn? <laughs> I never will. That's that's the best thing about me. Anyways, um, well, if we're talking barbecue, we can't not talk about K-barbecue. We cannot. We cannot. Okay, so I love American barbecue too, and I crave it every now and then. But um, like generally, American barbecue is pretty rich. Like the accoutrements and the side dishes are all very good, you know, like cornbread, collard greens, mm. mac and cheese, um, baked beans. That's soul food and Southern food, not necessarily barbecue. Mm. But aside from coleslaw, yeah. I feel yeah. like American barbecue in general doesn't really have enough of like an acidic component for me. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh. Well, there are tangy barbecue sauces, but it's but that's that's still like really not yeah, to, yeah, like, yeah 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 yeah. You know, for me, like, I want, like, that crisp sourness to, like, custard and meat, you know? Just a little segue. I was at my friend's restaurant, um, I think, last, oh, over the weekend on Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, the restaurant's called Mabel Gray in Highland Park in Michigan. Uh, and I was thinking, like, they do, they do, like, his take on, like, Michigan food, but he... The, the chef's name is James Rigato, and he loves, like, sour things. Like, he loves sour beer and everything like mm. that. And every dish that he had, it was, like, Michigan food, but every component had a sour element to it. Had, like, a mm. tangy, crisp freshness over rich stuff. So, And I was mm. just thinking, as I was eating this course out menu, like, oh, my God, Kim would love this place. Mm. So I'll take you there next time you visit because he likes, like, there was always one part ever, whether it was, like, he did, like, a... He did like a venison, he did like a rich venison that was slow cooked, but then there was like a tart cherry sauce on it and mm. stuff like that. Cause I know like you all, you, you need the, you need that tangy counterbalance. So you know, all the time. Salt, heat, fat, acid. And acid. Yes. Yes, you do. I don't mind like, I don't mind piling on the rich on rich on rich. As long as if it's just like, if I know that that is what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really mind not having that for, like, one meal. It's nice to have that counterbalance, but otherwise, like, you know. Yeah. For me, like, rich and rich, 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 it's good, like, while it's going down, but then afterwards, I feel, like, so, like, oh. full and gross, you know? Yeah. 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 But that's, that's, that's part of the experience. 
I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't really know enough about, like, I, I experience a lot of American barbecue, but I know there are so many different kinds mm-hmm. and I'm a little ignorant as to like the differences. Cause I know like Carolinas have a barbecue, then there's Texas, then I'm sure mm-hmm. like, like you have like, I'm sure like, you know, Louisiana, Creole, they probably have all their own versions. I mean, like South Africa is like, they have a, they have the braai, they have their style of barbecue. Australians do. Um, um, Hong Kong barbecue, which I guess is, is that just, are we just talking about like grilled meat when we say barbecue now? I don't know. I mean, what, what does barbecue even mean to you? What does barbecue mean to me? Um... I guess for me, it's just like gathering in grills and outside, which would actually take Hong Kong out of the running for that because Hong Kong barbecue is not outside. I mean, Hong Kong barbecue is delicious though. Hong Kong barbecue is so good. Oh my gosh. There's this place in Chicago um, called Sunwa. It's like my favorite place to go. And it's probably like the um, cheapest place you can get like a Peking duck. Mm -hmm. But then... um, and obviously, Peking duck is their specialty, but my favorite part is their um, crispy pork. Oh. You know, that Hong Kong barbecue pork mm. where the outside skin is super, super crispy, but then yeah. the meat, the pork belly meat in the middle Just like is almost flows like... flows with juice. It's so like good. Custard. Yes. Like yes. so like soft and juicy and succulent, overflowing with juice. She and then from... they serve it over like a bed of rice with this like... Sweet soy sauce, and then like a couple of like gailan and like half of like salted egg. And there's always like that. It, I love the the quintessential like two two stalks of gailan that is served with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that actually when you were saying that that is the thing that we actually like will dip into like a small thing of sugar and eat with the sugar. Um, that's the piece of pork that we will dip in it. It's so good. It's so good. It is so good. Oh my God, I haven't had it. And you have to go to a place that does it really well. Mm-hmm. And also you have to get it fresh. Yeah. Because sometimes it's been like sitting in the counter for like a while. Like you want to go to a place where they sell a lot of it. So they're constantly like cutting up and making right. new batch. And not like sitting in the counter, but like hanging on the hook. <laughs> yeah, hanging on the hook. Yeah. Absolutely. Hanging on the hook. Uh, they also do like... Kent, uh, like, barbecue, roast goose at the Hong Kong barbecue place, mm-hmm. always really, really good, too, because they do that, they do that, that soybean sauce that's delicious. Mm-hmm. And, like, the skin is, like, crisp, and the meat is so yeah. juicy. Oh, and something about those places, their rice, it's just, like, a simple jasmine rice, but they're always extra, extra fragrant somehow. Yeah, I don't and know I don't what, know what it they is. they do to make it extra fragrant. I think they might, I don't know. If you told me that they mixed a little bit of like the fat from the pork of the stuff or, or like just a little bit, cause they always like drench it in the, in the sauce of the meat too. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, if you're getting like a tasu, like the Hong Kong barbecue pork and stuff, like you're always asking for that extra honey, sweet glaze sauce on top of that rice. Cause it's just so good. Oh my God. So when I lived in Chicago, I would go to like Sinwa for lunch at least once a week mm-hmm. and for lunch, you can get like their like rice plate, and you can like choose three meats from like the hunger oh. barbecue. So I always get um, barbecue pork, roast pork, and roast duck. Uh, um, that's so. And good. so you get like a little bit of like everything, and then they obviously cut up the meat fresh, and then they pile on top of the rice. So all that meat like 
she just like soaks into the rice and then when they splash the, like sweet soy sauce in it that mm-hmm. combined with the meat juice oh oh i want it <laughs> she went uh and there's places like in la that serve it but i have to drive like 30 minutes out of the way to where like uh, Chicago, i live like two blocks away from it what area that in, in la uh sgv thank you real valley where all the like, yeah, good yeah, chinese yeah. food is yeah 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 but well korean barbecue is also iconic and it was is. probably like as a child it was one of my favorite places to go because not only was it delicious but it was also like super interactive people got to eat what they want like it mm-hmm. very much like korean barbecue was like the antithesis not the antithesis but was like the opposite of like hot pot in my mind where it's like mm-hmm. everybody loves it because everybody gets what they want and everybody got to do like what they wanted with it it was also like my my first experience with korean food in general and probably a lot of people's first For experience people. with like korean food <laughs> around the yeah. world yeah where like a lot of people when they say korea they just think oh key barbecue okay barbecue like um for my birthday one year uh when we went on a trip i was like oh i'll bring key barbecue for everyone um mm-hmm. and I, I was just gonna you know like get the meats you know like in the rice and one of my friends asked me um oh like what are the side dishes and i'm like i was just gonna do key barbecue but then i realized um for these people key barbecue means like they think like the side like those korean side dishes you get at restaurants are all like part of like key barbecue the panchan yeah yeah but that's but they don't realize that it's like just with everything and that's yeah, like a separate thing on its own yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's really interesting <laughs> yeah i mean it's not wrong because like for every place they would have it but it's like not just but like the association with panchan with k barbecue as opposed to like that it's its own separate thing that's served with everything Mm -hmm. and Mm. in korea i'm like you know like they do we do like k barbecue like in the mountains or like by like the rivers or like the beach and when we do those things we generally wouldn't like have side dish. Maybe like we'll have kimchi at the most, but it's all about the mead and like the yeah. sauces, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the sauces that you get to make yourself too. Mm-hmm. And mm. also people don't realize um, key barbecue is so much cheaper to do it at home. I mean, still support the Korean <laughs> yes. restaurants and the businesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, generally, if you go to any of the Korean grocery store, you can get a key barbecue grill and like a pan like to grill it on for usually less than $30. You can get like a whole like gas stove thing for like $15 and like the pan that goes on top is usually like 10 to $15. Mm-hmm. And then you go over to the meat section and you buy whatever custom meat you want, thinly shaved, like brisket, pork belly, burgogi, whatever you name it. And then they'll also have like all the condiments and stuff um, like there too. Like samjang, raw garlic, like green onions that are like shaved. So you should try it at home. That would be such a good idea to do camping. Yeah. Because you already are going to, it's like the K-barbecue plate that you use for K-barbecue is already on a, on a, on what you're supposed to use on the camping stove. Yeah. Could you imagine if you just like brought a, a cooler of all the K-barbecue stuff That's and like just had too. a bunch of those paste? 
Oh my God. That sounds like, oh, that is, that is, that is the, that's how you camp. K-Bark, Korean barbecue with, while camping. Hell yes. And you always end the meal with ramen. Ramen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I think I'm going to, I have, if my book does well, which pre-order my book, if you haven't already, link in bio. Thank you very much. Love you all. Um, and I get to like write another one. I do want to like write this book off, go to like a cabin somewhere and just do all the writing first off. I'm going to, I'm going to bring all the stuff for PK barbecue so I can eat it by myself in the woods while I write my next cookbook. Mm. Uh, wait, I'm actually looking up to see if they have like induction K barbecue plates. Cause if they do, then I'm going to get one and then that would, I'm sure they do. And also sure nowadays, you can also get like um, electronic like key barbecue grills at home. You just like plug it in and use. Oh, yes. And also, um, they even have ones where um, hot pot is like built into the center of it. So you make you can grill the ingredients in the side and then you can like do hot pot in the middle. Oh my God. There's one, I'm, I'm looking at Amazon right now. There's one that is like a K barbecue pan, but then there's a ring around it so that you can crack eggs into the space around it and make like a little omelet around mm-hmm. the meat that you do. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, look at all of this stuff. Asians, you know, Still... when it comes to like eating out, we don't mess around. And eating in too, damn it. And like, Literally, like we are the kings of like we'll do it ourselves. We'll we'll do this. We got rice at home. But if you don't know what you're doing, just go to the restaurants. You know. Oh, and of course, you know, yeah, you can go 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 do but it. At home. If you're having like two or more people, maybe like four, six, whatever, it is pretty cheap to do it at home. So you should try it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And actually, cleanup is like rather minimal. Yeah, because like you're not really cooking anything yeah. except that what's on the table. That's a yep. good idea. And make sure um, you always put like a little bowl down where like the grease is supposed to drip out. A lot of people don't know mm-hmm. that for some reason. <laughs> you it's just like one of those like common sense things but people don't like realize it until like it's actually yeah. happening, you know? And then all the grease is just like collecting on the plate. Yeah. No, like collecting like on the, like dripping to on the table or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and aside from that, um, have you ever had also the Vietnamese style barbecue is really fun too? I've never had that. I don't think, or if I have had that, then I don't know. At least I don't know it. if it's like an authentically Vietnamese like thing. I can't speak on it. But then you grill the meat, and then after you grill the meat, you put it in a spring roll, like fresh spring roll. Oh, that so sounds like, really good. Dip the spring roll like skin like in the water, put it on mm-hmm. a plate, and then put like rice noodles, veggies, aromatics, and then like the grilled meat on top, and then you wrap it up and eat it fresh. Probably a lot of herbs too, huh? Mm-hmm. You load it up mm. on the veggies. Very nice. Very nice. It is yummy. Nom 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 <laughs> nom 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 nom. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I was just thinking. Why, why, I'm, 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 I was getting hungry. <laughs> I'm just hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry too. I haven't eaten breakfast yet. Yeah, but... Yeah, but it's about to go down. 
What are you having? Uh, I want to make Hayashi rice. What's that? Hayashi rice. Yeah. So you know, like the Japanese curry. Mm-hmm. Here, let me show you a packet. Okay. Oh, I can see butter. Hi, puppy. <laughs> I saw butter behind you. Oh, you haven't put your headphones on yet. So I saw butter behind like, you. You're so cute. Wait. Mm-hmm. So what is? Oh, so it's, it's like a similar box idea. of rice. Yeah. No, 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 no. So you know, like how you get like those um, Japanese like rice like curry cubes. Yeah. So similar idea, but instead of curry, this is like a beef gravy. <sighs> they also call it like high rice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like rich and like uh, has like a little hint of sweetness and like beefy flavor. So you basically mm-hmm. like cook beef and onion, and then you boil it in water, and then you add these cubes, and you have delicious hayashi rice. Have you never based had on the picture? Rice? No, it based on the no. I I will try it when I'm over there. I think uh, you'll based really on the like picture it. though. Uh. Is it? Do you use like shaved beef? It looks like shaved beef on the box. You can use any beef. You can use like cubes or shaved. Oh, very nice. Whatever you want. I'll give it a try. It's also delicious if you add mushrooms to these. Yeah, and I love the brand SMB. And also, it's delicious if you make like a omurice and then put this at the top as well. Is that what they use for the? Is that what they use for the the omelet? Is that the yeah. sauce that they use? Oh, okay. I did not know you can just get that out of the box. Yeah, it's called Hayashi rice. Okay, cool. I will try it. Try it. You won't regret, see. Mm. <laughs> oh my God, I'm super hungry now. <laughs> okay, well, I think that is our... Sh- yeah, we're. I, I think that's time. You know, you call the time. It is your podcast. It you is also the rules. If you want to be done, we we can be done. <laughs> and like even if we're done early, it's okay because we're keeping the format new and fresh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that is our show. Um, actually, we should like open it up to questions the next time for chat. If that ever happens, I know asking people to submit questions and no one submits questions, which means either (laughs) no one is listening or (laughs) no one has any questions for us. We're just shouting. But either way, follow us on our um, podcast Instagram, (laughs) one for the table, that is number one, and then for the table. um, (laughs) Pre order John Kong's book because it'll be really embarrassing if this book doesn't sell. (laughs) Um, It would be. It really would be. And that's our podcast for today. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. If you like what you hear, share this podcast. And don't be a hater because we don't like haters. Bye.